Good afternoon. As we come to worship today, we have uh, the readings today reminding us of God's call to discipleship. That's the underlying theme of all the three readings. Uh, but what's behind it is realization that we are not worthy of the call. And once you know that, then God tells us now you're ready for the mission. As a younger student, I came to this country. I had a friend of mine called Jim. He loved fishing. So he told me, do you like fishing? I said, no. He said, I'll take you fishing one day. I said, I have no interest. He said, oh, you love it once you are there. So one Saturday morning comes, picks me up from the school. We go fishing. And uh, after two hours, sitting on the lake, we had caught nothing. Now, I began losing patience. I said, Jim, this is totally stupid. We're just here, there's nothing we've caught so far. After seven hours, we caught something very small. And he was very excited. I said, really, for this? But what I knew, he told me that he's going to teach me how to fish. I realized that he taught me how to drink. Because in the span of seven hours, we caught one small fish and we had a couple of beers. So you can understand how fishing isn't a very easy job. So today, we hear Jesus and Peter having an encounter. So Jesus is telling Peter, Peter, I want you to throw your nets into the deep water. Now, Peter says, Jesus, I know you are so many things, but you're not a fisherman. Because if you're a fisherman, you know that at this time, with even the people around the lake, there's no fish. But Jesus insists. He's telling Peter, yes, I had you, but I want you to do it. You can imagine Jesus giving Peter a look, says, yeah, I understand, but do it. But Jesus, Peter is trying to save Jesus from embarrassment, says, there is no fish. Don't you get it? But at the end, Peter says, well, if you say it so, be ready for the embarrassment and the sham. But the three in the nets and what happens? The great catch happens. And immediately Peter realizes this is not something natural, something normal. There is a presence of something here. Now, remember a few weeks back, the wedding at Cana, they say they were running out of wine. What happened? Jesus provided plenty of wine. Wherever there is God, there is plenty. So the moment Peter realizes the catch, he looks at Jesus and says, depart from me. I am not worthy of your call. But Jesus says, now you've understood why I'm calling you. Because every time you think that it's by my own ability, you're, you're missing the point. He says, I don't call you because you're the best. I call you because I want to make you the best. That's why he's calling us. So today, as disciples of God, God is asking us, what are the gifts I have given you? He wants to use those gifts to touch so many lives. In the first reading, the same thing happens. Isaiah, what does he do? He's in the temple, as a good Jew, going to say some prayers, and then he sees something beautiful. He sees the presence of God. 
And the angels are singing, holy, 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 as you also sing all the time in the Mass. The Tridion, how we call it. He say it means that God is extremely holy and I'm not even worthy to approach him. But once he hears this, Isaiah says, Woe to me, I am doomed. My eyes have seen God. In the Jewish history, there was a belief that if your eyes looked into God's street, you're going to die. So the meaning was that you cannot contain the holiness of God by your own eyes. So that's why Isaiah says, Woe to me, I'm done. Remember the story of Moses. When God calls Moses in the burning bush, Moses crosses his eyes. He says, I can't look into the face of God because I'll die. But then God says, now I'm going to cleanse you to send you to my people. So like Isaiah, like Simon, even Peter, what is, Paul, what is Paul saying? Paul is saying, I am the least of all the disciples because I persecuted the church. So once we look and see our weaknesses, that's where God wants to lift us up. It's no longer you, but it's God who's taking over your life. So all these sounds very good. Now the question is, what do we do when we get the call? Like them, we give excuses. Isaiah is saying, well, I'm not clean. Keep going, look for someone else. The story had in the Bible with Peter, it's not the first time Jesus meets Peter. He met him in his house when, when he healed his mother-in-law. He called him then. Peter says, yeah, but not now. He gave excuses. Paul, how many times did he call him? He gave excuses. So even as we have so many excuses, a hundred excuses not to go to church, a thousand excuses not to say your daily prayers, a million excuses not to go to help the poor. Oh, I am so busy. Oh, we have so many excuses. But you know what God says? There is no excuse you're going to give me I have never heard of. So whatever excuse you have, God is saying, I know it. So therefore, I want you to go and do what I'm sending you to do. So in the readings today, the theme is when the presence of God comes, the first thing to do is recognize our unworthiness, recognize our sinfulness. And then, once we do that, then God cleanses us and makes us worthy of the call. So the question is, as disciples of Christ, where is God sending you? We have different gifts, different talents, and that's what God brings into his church. What's your gift? And what is God asking you to bring in his church? Not only this building, where you live, in your home, in your neighborhood, in your, in your communities for the kingdom. What are you bringing to the table? He's asking us, do not be afraid, because what's going to happen, it's me using you to get what I want. So what God is asking from all, all of us, opening up our hearts and say, Lord, here I am, send me. That's the prayer of Isaiah, sending us, here I am, send me. And once we say that prayer meaningfully, 
He's ready to send us. The Lord be with you.